For those of you who don't know us, uh, we're James and Susie Rushforth and we're part of the CHC healing team. And we've got a privilege of sharing with you one of the, as we see it, one of the biggest uh, keys to healing, which is wholeness and, and living in the kingdom, which is identity. Um, identity as sons and daughters uh, of the Father God. And uh, the, the other point is just being, you know, rooted, you know, identity rooted in how we minister and release the kingdom for healing. So just going to start with, um, with some prayer. So Father, just as we speak, uh, we just pray for your blessing on us, your identity over us, Lord, that we would just be speaking from our identity, mm-hmm. that that would be rooted in you. And Father, just also as people listening to this, hearing this, that they would be expectant uh, that you would restore their identity mm-hmm. and help them step out, Father, uh, in, in greater love for those around them. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So over the last few weeks, um, Patrick and Charlie and Philly have um, been speaking on, on healing. Um, so I think they've been, you know, uh, Patrick particularly has been picking up, you know, God's nature, uh, that God is a good and loving God. Um, whose nature is to heal, um, to create and restore, and to bring back into alignment um, what his will is for, for us as uh, his creation. Um, Charlie spoke on, you know, God wants everyone well. Um, you know, he wants wholeness, you know, mind, body, soul, and spirit, you know, not just physical. And then Philly was talking about, you know, hearing God's voice, you know, how do we hear, you know, God speaks to us all the time, what does that look like? Um, and just the fact that God is just constantly speaking to us, you know, he loves us and he's constantly speaking. You know, so what connects all these talks um, and ours is that Jesus is our model. You know, we look at, you know, what is Jesus doing? You know, he modeled for us how to live a kingdom life. You know, on earth, he was fully man and full of the Holy Spirit, you know, in relationship with the Father. You know, and we are the same, you know, that is the same for us, you know, that is the same relationship. You know, we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You know, you know, we are ambassadors of God. You know, we're building on these truths and focusing on identity today. You know, knowing who we are by knowing who he is, dwelling in his love, and then responding out of his love, you know, healing is the natural outpouring of that. Yeah, Mm. so good. So today we're going to share some keys to understanding our identity and how to activate these so you you thrive. And it's such a deep subject, and there's so much that you could say, but we're really going to focus on identity and ministry and wholeness and healing, how they go hand in hand. And just a note, when we talk about healing, we're not talking about just physical healing. We are talking about wholeness, mind, body, soul, and spirits. Um, the Greek word for our salvation is actually sozo, and, um, which means forgiveness of our sins. It means healing, freedom, and deliverance uh, from the enemy. In the Bible, it just points out the whole time. For example, in Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We have such benefits. Do we realize that? What are they? Mm -hmm. He forgives us our sins. He heals our diseases. And he redeems our lives, your life, from the pit. He lifts it up. Then by his grace, he crowns us. He crowns us with his love and his peace and his mercy. 
And this is what Christ has done for us, for all of us at the cross. He's paid for everything. In fact, you know, Jesus, as a man, remember he was just a man, was so confident in his Father and trusted him implicitly that he went to the cross knowing it was not the end, that the promises were true and he'd be resurrected. So our heart and our passion is that what we share really connects with your heart. Mm. And all we ask is that you maybe listen afresh with an open heart. We've probably heard lots of talks on identity, but we really want you to encounter afresh what the loving Father is saying about you, who you are and who he is. And our hearts will be stirred to step into and accept the invitation he's calling you into, a life of adventure. Let's not settle where we are and think, oh, I've got a comfortable life. No, let's step into the more and be hungry for more. Um, I also just want to say that you might be thinking, oh, healing, that's not for me, that's not my gifting. Well, actually, the truth is that the Word says we are all called mm. to heal. Matthew 10, 8, we'll talk on it later. So that our prayer is today, you say yes to stepping out, knowing it's not about you, it's not your ability, it's all about Father and partnering with Him and sharing His love. Mm. Good. Um, so why is identity key to healing? You know, if we don't know who we are, you know, we start to operate from our own strength and move into that performance mentality. You know, it's always about who Father is and the fact that he wants to partner with us. You know, again, Jesus modelled this, you know, on earth as a man, he knew who he was and he knew who his Father was. You know, and he only did what the Father asked him to do. You know, we need to know and encounter that we are one with Christ, that we are both in Christ and that Christ is in us. We are called into the love that is shared between, you know, the Trinity. Because Christ, because of Christ, you know, we have become the beloved, you know, as in the Song of Songs, Song of Songs, yeah. So when we live out of abundant love of the Trinity, you know, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, you know, healing is the fruit and the natural outworking. However, if we make healing the focus itself, you know, we start to operate out of our own strength and view situations from an earthly perspective and move into that performance mentality, you know, trying to gain acceptance, you know, and work at being lovable. You know, we live and operate from a place of love. You know, God's love for us is unconditional, you know, 1 John 4. You know, being a Christian is always about who the Father is and our intimate relationship with him and his partnering with us to release his kingdom. You know, it is living in a transformed, awakened life with him. Yeah. So what is our identity based on? It's knowing that we are in Christ and knowing that Christ is in us, that we are utterly entwined mm. It's really quite simple and yet it's so profound and utterly life-changing when you actually grasp that. It's knowing whose we are and who he is. We, and we receive that revelation by relationship of uh, who he is. It's all about encounter. And as I said before, it's also about an invitation. He, Father is so gentle and he always invites, he always calls us in. We, all we have to do is say yes, nothing more. And it's not about how good we are, it's just about his love for us. Um, Charlie probably mentioned in his session about God's original plan in Genesis 1, and our identity is exactly the same. 
Our identity in him is all part of the original plan. We are formed in his image and his likeness. We have his DNA inside us. Um, it, our intimate and easy relationship was all part of that original plan. As Adam walked in the garden with God, so are we meant to walk with him. He inhabits us. It's no longer um, kind of the Old Testament visitation relationship. He now lives and resides in us. His home is in us. So if you want to know um, the Father's DNA, look at his nature and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, because that is who we are. We are adopted in his family. That is now our family. We are connected to him through the vine. It can never be broken, and we now bear good fruit. And it's out of the outpouring. It's out of his love. You know, it's, we don't do it. It's not something we have to do. It just comes out. It's the fruit um, and we just need to let his love overwhelm us so it then pours out of us and to those around us. And this is something that we all probably know, but actually do we live it out? And that's the call, is to live it out. Uh, one of my favourite verses is Galatians 2.20, and it's a key verse in this. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but it's Christ in me that lives. What a thought, Christ in me is what lives in me. And if we can just grasp that our identity in Christ, it's who we are in him, it just changes everything. It changes the way we think and the way we live. Um, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have gone, they've passed away. Behold, all things are new. And in the Living Translation, it says, when someone becomes a Christian, he's a brand new person on the inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. A new life has begun in each of us. So let's just think this through, you know, am I living that life? Or do I still live a bit of my old life with a bit of a Christian flavor? You know, the Bible is really clear, and I speak as much to myself, we cannot serve two masters. We have to live fully for Christ. Our focus and our reference point cannot be our circumstances, the challenges around us that we face. It has to be on him, on his promises, his truth and the kingdom reality. We need to walk in the truth that Jesus is bigger than our problems and our circumstances. We are called to bring heaven down to earth. You know, I ask myself, am I still living trying to fit in and receive approval from others? Because if so, just pause right now and say, right now I'm resetting, I'm not living like that anymore. Because we're actually called to be radically different and radically obedient, not to blend in. And at first you might think, oh no, it's a bit too much. But I tell you, once you grasp this, it's the most freeing thing ever. You think, I don't want my old life back. I don't want to be trying to please anybody else anymore. I tell you, it's not worth hanging on to. Just put your old life into submission to God. So I'm, I just encourage you to go really deep into that verse. Spend time meditating on it. That your old self is dead. It's gone. It's been dealt with at the cross. Everything's been dealt with at the cross. You are a new life, reborn, living a resurrection life with Christ. You are born into kingdom life with all power and all authority. And you know what? The enemy knows this and he's really scared and he's scared of your potential. So if you can grasp your potential, um, anything is possible. So um, 
That is why identity is so key and why it's such a battlefield, because the enemy knows the potential in you. Mm. Yeah, it's the relationship and partnership with Father. You know, as God first intended in the garden um, with Adam and Eve. You know, it's such an ease and such a gentleness there. But it's, it's also a dynamic and active relationship. You know, the kingdom's inside you. I think if you remember um, Chuck Perry, who'd spoken at the last uh, few conferences we had, he'd often pull his T-shirt back, you know, look down and say, the kingdom of God is inside me, just bursting out. You know, and, and, but that is what it's like. So there's such excitement and joy within that. You know, the three and me, you know, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You know, there's an intimate, powerful, you know, never alone. Mm-hmm. You know, we are called into this relationship because we are one with the Son. Yeah. You know, we have been raised with him. You know, Ephesians 2.10 uh, says, you know, we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, we are his workmanship, you know, and that's quite a thought, you know, we're not an accident, we are a workmanship, you know, someone has thought about it, created. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about who the Father is, you know, and his love for us, not about he, um, how we approach healing. You know, if our identity is rooted as sons and daughters, you know, in his love, we walk in abundant, life-flowing fullness of life. You know, every day he invites us into the more. Yeah, and um, just want to share. You know, a while ago, um, a couple of years ago, I was just moved afresh about, you know, actually understanding Christ had died for me. You know, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I knew he died for me, but it just hit me in such a fresh and tangible way that he loved me so passionately that he died for me. And I realised that I wasn't living a life that really honoured that. I was looking for approval and acceptance and um, just not giving him the glory at all. And just almost looking for an easy life and kind of a good life um, and trying to fit in. And I just repented and I said, you know, Father, from this point forward, I'll do anything from you. Brand me, my heart of my love. I'll wear you on my sleeve. I'll do anything from you. I will be a fool for you. I don't care what people think anymore because life for you is better living for you than living a mediocre life. And um, it was the most freeing thing I ever did and it has radically changed my life, the decisions I make. And just um, and it's given me a boldness that isn't mind over matter. It's just like, why would I not do that to share my father's love with somebody? Why would I not? And it's such a journey, and each day is an adventure, and I'm always hungry for more. It's like there's more to delve into, because he's always speaking, and he's always pouring more into us and telling us more things about us or him. Um, It's just so exciting. And just to give you a, a kind of example of how that looks, I was just before lockdown, um, I was walking to work and just listening to worship music and just praying. And um, and I was just saying, Father, you know, how do you see me? Something I quite often ask because he's always showing new things. And I saw this lorry and it had this beautiful hummingbird on it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I just felt the spirit nudge me and say, no, look again. And so I looked again and it was an exquisite, this hummingbird. And the Holy Spirit just said, that's how we see you today. And he just started speaking about how it's small and agile. If you don't know me, I'm quite little. And, uh, but how the hummingbird seeks after the nectar and the gold. And he just started to speak to me. And it was so profound. 
And so life-giving. But I could have ignored that nudge and not looked again at the lorry and just thought, oh yeah, it's just a lorry. And I just encourage you, don't ignore the nudge. He's always, always speaking to us and wants to encourage us and tell us more. So just listen mm. to him and go with the nudge. Yeah. So why is identity key, key to healing? Um, you know, we, we have this royal mandate and calling. Uh, that we're to live out, you know, otherwise actually we, we're in rebellion, you know. You know, we are commanded to heal, to cast out demons, raise the dead, you know, Matthew 10, 8. You know, it's part of our everyday living or should be part of our everyday living. You know, it's not about us, you know, and what we can do. You know, otherwise we end up, you know, stepping to that striving and, you know, the circumstances will determine what the truth is around us. You know, it's about, you know, the Father's will and the desire to bring freedom and breakthrough. You know, in every situation that, that we, you know, come into, that he leads us into. You know, Jesus' blood on the cross 2,000 years ago paid for everything, you know. You know, Jesus' human response to the sick, you know, was to heal them. You know, it was a reflection of his relationship with the Father. And actually, the, you know, the Father's love for creation, for us. You know, Matthew 10, 8 in the Passion Translation says, Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to the lepers, to those who are sick, and make it your habit to break off demonic presence from people and release the dead back to life. Raise the dead back to life, sorry. Um, freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely we release it to others. You know, it's part of our kingdom living, you know, and it's, it's just such a joy to live that out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when we declare healing, it's not based on a method. You know, we're not working to gain points from God or try and force God's hand. You know, we declare healing knowing who God is, you know, knowing his nature. You know, we know who he is in knowing that he's already been paid for on the cross. You know, healing, breakthrough, you know, forgiveness, it's already been done. You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue, you know, Proverbs 18. You know, our identity is rooted in Christ, you know, in his goodness. You know, we live out of you know, his word. So then our words are powerful because their source is in Christ. You know, it's not our good ideas, you know, it's in Christ, that's what comes out of us. You know, we are simply partnering with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, the three in us, you know, to release the fullness of the kingdom, to love people, you know, just in that wildly abundant way that he loves us. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, when our um, identity is rooted and we know our Father's nature, we can have confidence, we can have utter assurance in him because we know our Father's intent, we know his authority, his majesty and his power. Nothing is a surprise to him and he has both journeyed before us and he walks with us. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favourite verses, again, is Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord goes before you and he walks beside you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed because we can take strength and courage for that he has seen it all he knows it he's got the strategy already therefore we can be utterly um, confident when we minister healing because nothing is new to him nothing is too big for him 
Identity is really key because we need to know that we have the victory already. We're not striving to get it, we're not on the defensive, actually we're on the offensive, we have the victory. You know, when we pray, we pray from that place of victory. The battle has been won. Ephesians 2.6 says he raises us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated and one with Christ. You know, Isaiah 53 also says, we, by his wounds, we are healed. It's already done. So identity gives us a whole new perspective, and it's from that right perspective that we minister, seated with the Father, with his perspective on the situation. Um, you know, when the 12 spies were sent out um, to, into the promised land, it was only two of them that understood that it was God's word they could take, and with God's word they could take the land. But the people listened to about the giants and the negative reports. And a question for us is, what report do we listen to and let to overwhelm us? Do we listen to the doctor's report or the prognosis? And I'm not saying just dismiss them, but they shouldn't overwhelm us. We, it's our Father's love, his promises that we focus on. Um, Joshua in Numbers says, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land. He will take us into the breakthrough. Joshua and Caleb knew God and they trusted him. They knew how powerful and free and the truth is that God delights in us. You know, at this very moment, just pause and dwell in the enormity that our mighty Holy Father is just smiling on us. He's overwhelmed with love and delight about us and in us. And as we rest in that, we can then step into and enter the land and claim the breakthrough because nothing can stop us releasing the fullness of the kingdom. This is the truth. You know, Father God delighting you is not about you or what you do. It's you. He loves you and delights in you. Why? Because he sees Jesus in you. Not... Um, um, there's no separation. We are blended, we are moulded, fused and inseparable. And we might know this, but we really need to activate it and enter the land. It's about stepping into it. You know, before Jesus ever started his ministry, and he, as a man, his father declared over him, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. He hadn't done anything yet. And um, he says that to us. You know, like Sarah um, and Abraham, Sarah was told she was going to have a son at her old age, and she laughed. And yet we read in the Bible, it says, she was a woman of great faith. You know, the Father takes our, less, our yes, no matter how small it is, and he makes it into something magnificent. All we need to do is say yes and let him do the rest. Mm -hmm. So in the Changsbury Healing Centre, you know, we frequently say to people, you know, don't give us the doctor's report or the years of, of family history. You know, what we want to do is, you know, what we ask is, you know, what do you want Jesus to do for you? You know, and this is not because we're not interested in people, um, but it's because actually within our hu humanness, you know, we can let that large report and um, the doctor's report, you know, overwhelm us. You know, and actually what we want to focus on, you know, sorry, what we focus on actually empowers us, you know, and we want to focus on what God wants, you know, we want his presence to overwhelm us, you know, you know, there is no miracle 
that God cannot perform. You know, there's no difficulty that he cannot overcome. You know, and we've settled in the land of hardship. You know, are we looking for that bad report? You know, because we need to remember what Paul says, you know, we live by faith. You know, not by what we see with our eyes. You know, um, someone asked a team uh, a while back for, for prayer. Um, they had a condition that was caused spinal degenerate degeneration and disc damage. Um, and it was causing them, you know, lots of pain and lots of numbness and control. They were losing control in their fingers and some other neurological stuff as well. Um, and this is what they shared with us. So I'll, I'll read this. Yeah. I then realized that God was working in me to change me. I asked for the team to pray for the eyes of my heart to be opened. Well, it sounded like a good phrase anyway. Well, my prayer time started to get more Papa focused, easier, and I started seeing myself as an adopted, as a son. Then in a, a work flurry, uh, he was in a work flurry, sorry, and was so busy that I forgot to take my meds. I forgot again and realized I was doing okay and had little pain. Uh, I was also having a completely new relationship with God and seeing the world differently. You know, the eyes of my heart had been opened. You know, physically I'm now well. Yesterday morning I was swinging a 10 pound sledgehammer working in the garden. You know, a month ago I'd have been struggling to stand in the garden or have struggled to pick up the sledgehammer. And it's over 10 years since I could have um, actually heaved a sledgehammer, let alone accurately. You know, and I keep discovering things I can do now, like clicking my fingers, you know, which he spent two minutes doing because just he could. You know, Father is so good. You know, the, his freedom and healing came from renewing his identity and actually really knowing that he was adopted as a son. Yeah. So I don't know if you were around a few months back, um, we had Leif Hatland uh, came to talk to us. And, you know, one of the things he really talked about was, you know, being rooted and grounded in love. You know, and from that place, and he described it as chair one, you know, and acting from that place, when we know who we are, we can then speak out, you know, what God wants, you know. So do go back and listen to his, uh, to those talks, I think they were last November, or, you know, read some of his books. You know, it, it is really key that we are, know that we are rooted and grounded in love. You know, we live in such a secular society. You know, every day we're told to think about ourselves uh, or that our feelings matter more than anything. You know, and we are called to, but, you know, we're called to be countercultural. You know, to stop for other people. You know, to put others first. You know, the first command is to love others as we love ourselves. But do we love ourselves as God loves us? You know, so that we in turn can actually love other, others, you know, out of that, you know, wild and abundant love that he has for us. You know, if we don't know how much we are loved by the Father, we cannot love others. You know, finding our true identity is fundamentally simple. Yet, instead of going to the Father to find out, you know, we try different things. You know, we need to be persistent in agreeing with the truth that he is for us, he's unchanging, he is good, and he knows us, you know. He calls us into that intimacy, into that place of intimacy, sorry, from that place of intimacy, we can then act, you know. And there's, there's always a response, you know. We are loved, and we have to choose to partner with that to release out, you know, the love that he has, yeah. Yeah, um, just to give 
an example um, of stepping out of that. I'm a, I'm a runner and I love running. And um, a while ago I said that to the Lord I'd make running for him. So when I go out on runs, I use it to pray and I imagine myself running with the Father. And he often gives me different words for people. Um, and on this occasion, I was running and I saw this guy who was obviously struggling a bit. And I just felt this nudge that I was to pray for him. And I've not ever done anything like this before. And I just thought, well, I can't pray for him now because we're going in the same direction. So I ran almost a mile and then where I turned around and came back. And by this point, I was walking. So I thought, right now, I've got to do this because I could really feel I was meant to pray for him. So I went over to him and I just said, hi, um, this might sound a bit odd. I said, I'm a Christian and I just saw that you seem to be in a bit of pain. I just wondered if you'd be happy for me to just pray for you because I've seen many people healed. And the guy was like, oh yeah, that'd be amazing. He said, you know, I don't know if I can get home. I'm in excruciating pain. I've just run 20 miles and I'm just a bit, you know, I'm done in. So I said, great. So uh, I didn't say great, but I said, okay, let's pray. And so I just said a really simple prayer. I just um, spoke to the pain. I said, pain, go right now in the name of Jesus. And I said to him, I just pray that as you run home, that you will encounter Jesus and you'll know Father God as your heavenly father and you'll have an encounter with him. And that was it, really simple. And then we just had a bit of a chat and then uh, I carried on running. And uh, as I was running back, I just said to the host, but I never know what happened. It was really cool. And it's so great that he accepted the, the prayer, but I never know. Um, well, funny enough, if you're a runner, you'll know this thing called Strava. As, as I kind of logged my run when I got home, he had logged his and he'd kind of found me and messaged and said, you know, if you're the lady runner that prayed for me, it works. I got home pain-free, um, prayer works. And then there was this really funny kind of uh, interaction with his friends about him standing up for prayer. But it's, I would never normally have done that, but because of Christ in me and just that kind of boldness of knowing, yes, why would I not offer to pray for him? He encountered Jesus. And so I just say, just go for it. Just know, just go with that nudge and say, yeah, because it's not about me. It's Father God that healed him. Nothing to do with me. And, um, you know, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's, it's that journey and that adventure with him. And our faith and trust as we step out each time just grows and builds as we realise that each time he comes through for us. You know, he has made a covenant with us and he does not break his covenant ever. He's unchanging. And I know that my life doesn't always reflect a perfect life, but I refuse to settle where I am. I keep going for more. And we cannot make a theology about negative experiences. We have to go the truth of the word and what he says. Because um, we, um, in Romans 6, he says, he is our source and our sustainer. And we are now the temple, the dwelling place of Christ Almighty and the manifest glory that was on Jesus is now on us. That is quite a thought. You know, he empowers us. He calls us into the more and the increase. And the Bible says that we will go from glory to glory. It's not one bit of glory. We keep going for more and more. And he's always taking us on to the next miracle, the next encounter, the next breakthrough. 
And, you know, it's important to remember when we're thinking about identity that we have the mind of Christ. In 1 Corinthians, it talks all about it. So let Christ renew your mind and your thinking. Get rid of old thinking. When you feel it, just say, no, I'm not having it. Father, what do you say? And make that your habit because it will transform your mind. So that when we minister... We minister to people when we're ministering healing. We minister with the Father's strategies and his ideas. It's not ours. We just do the same as what Jesus did. We say, okay, Father, what are you doing here? So I just encourage you to be really intentional um, and discover your identity in the Father. Just delve in to who he is and then thrive. Because when we grasp to who he is, it's so enormous and magnificent we cannot but thrive because it just overwhelms us and it's so exciting. You know, remember we don't start with our problems because it's the who of the Trinity that always goes before the how. We start with who he is and then we say how. So Jesus, as we said at the beginning, is always our example. In fact, Jesus says, we're not only going to do what he did, we're going to do even more and greater things. So come on, we're just getting started. We've barely touched the surface. There is so much more. And, you know, and God loves risk takers. You know, the, the story of the talents, you know, when uh, the, uh, the master gave out talents to, to his servants and then went off. You know, it was the one who had the ten talents that went out risked them, gained more, that actually the, the, when the master returned, you know, he praised him. You know, you know God loves the risk takers. So today, you know, we encourage you to step into that transformational fullness of your identity. You know, it's a journey, it's not a destination. You know, and it's just full of joy, you know. In fact, you know, joy is your strength, you know, as it was for Jesus. You know, so make priorities day. So, you know, as you, you are going about your day, you're thinking, you know, ask for revelation on how the Father sees you. You know, listen to what he's saying into your heart, you know. You know and if, you know, ask what, what lies are you believing about yourself that are stopping you, you know, being in alignment with how he sees you. You know, because if they're out of alignment, you know, you need to just repent, get rid of them, come back into alignment with how our Father sees you, how he loves you. You know, and every day, you know, delight in the Trinity. You know, as you wake up, you know, thank, thank them, you know, you know, that you've, because they don't stop praying over you as you sleep. You know, they're still working, but thank them that it's a new day. And say, so, you know, Father, what, what have you got today? What's new? You know, what breakthrough is possible for you? And anyone you meet, you know, as you're traveling around, you know, what is God saying to you? What are those nudges? So, you know, choose to step into the truth, uh, into first love of unity and oneness, you know, so that it can be revealed, you know, who you are. You know, it's an invitation into relationship to abide in him. Let him speak to your heart and be expectant. Yeah, step into your calling, into what God has for you and release the kingdom to all those you meet. You know, be overwhelmed by who he is. You are fully able to heal the sick and raise the dead. You know, be joyful. You know, there's so much fun. You know, just going to finish in prayer. Yeah. So, Father, we just uh, pray that as you've, you guys have listened to this, that you would we just release identity over you, that you would know what the Father is saying. You'd know his love for you. But actually, you wouldn't stop in that place, that you would step out of that and that you would release you know, that love to others. You'd release that healing to others. 
you know, that whole sense of Sozo, you know, in mind, body, soul, spirit, you know, that it's, it's a, a complete wholeness, that that is what you would release as you bump into people as you travel around today. Mm. Amen. Amen. Perfect. <laughs> Just about, I think we missed a few bits in there and bumped around. <laughs>